Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code BIGGESTPROBLEM to save $5 off your first purchase. Welcome to The Biggest Problem in the Universe, the show where we discuss every problem in the universe from crib death to crystal meth. With over 5 million downloads, this is the only show where you decide what should or shouldn't be on the big list of problems. I'm Maddox with me is Dick. Hey, what's up, buddy? Sean, our audio engineer. Hello. Welcome back, gentlemen. Episode 92. Whoa. Yeah. Creeping up on that one hundo. Yeah. Sean, are you going to bring in a problem for that one, by the way? Well, probably not, given my track record. You're fucked. Yeah. We'll see. What a maybe, maybe Cool Sean will make an appearance. Yeah. Yeah, maybe where is cool he? Cool Sean is cool enough to bring in a problem. He's I banging thought- he's banging some chicks in a hot tub, Sean. Cool yeah. Sean was supposed to be back like, you know, several episodes ago. All right, well, several that's on- dozen episodes ago. Yeah, that's on me. Okay. Let's calm down. <laughs> How did we do last week between Q tips? Food waste, and nobody teaches you how to fuck good. Yeah, Dick. The biggest problem from last week was food waste. That's good. Cleaned house, and then no one teaches you how to have sex good. No one teaches you how, how to, to fuck, fuck good. How though. to fuck good that is how Robin said. Yeah. And then dead last was Q-tips, which was in the negative, which nobody thought was a problem apparently, because you guys are all idiots. Yeah. I warned you. I warned you. Go vote up Q-tips. Q-tips are the new monkeys. I got some comments on that. The uh, Q-tips? Z- yeah, Zach Zintel says, Hey, Maddox, Q-tips may not be great for your ears, but they're good for cleaning video game cartridges. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that <laughs> explains the negative. Jamie Pennington says, Maybe if you don't jam it in your ear like you're loading a musket, you won't injure yourself. Don't be a spaz and do it gently. Uh, I got to agree with that. I did look up what you were saying. I, I No doctors wrote in, unfortunately. I did look up what you are saying, and... Right past, like, the article of um, of, of Doom saying that you're going to make yourself deaf by using a Q-tip. At yeah. the very end, it's like, if you must use a Q-tip, just put the cotton part in your ear. And I was like, oh, okay, why well, I, I do that? Like, I don't jam it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not spelunking with my Q-tip. Yeah, right? but it, it, think about how you're getting get wax out of the ear. Think about the process. The Q-tip is yeah. not a hook. It's just a knob. You're just pushing it into your ear. You're Ugh. just compacting it into your fucking ear. And and all these doctors are saying people go into the offices and they're constantly having problems with compacted earwax and ear infections and the tips getting dislodged. Just the t- yeah, just the tip getting yeah. dislodged in your mm-hmm. ear. Big problem. I, I got a comment. T- I think you're taking you're taking uh, lessons from Trump over there. People are constantly say doctors are constantly having all these problems. I didn't hear a number though. It's a big I problem. Went, yeah, huge problem. My Q-tips are nasty. I'm not They're saying nasty. it's the biggest problem, but it's one of the biggest. That's one of his moves. It's one of the biggest problems. They're nasty. They're bad. They're bad things. They're they're not good. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah, it's, it's huge. huge. Q-tips no, are huge. huge with a Y. Huge. That's how he says it. Huge. What else you got? I got a comment from Anthony Giuliano. He says, someone said it in another episode when Dick said that people making X amount of money shouldn't be teaching about finance. Someone, and he made a good point. He says, someone being able to live comfortably off of thirty to forty thousand dollars is exactly the type of person I want teaching me about personal finance. Well, well, you're in luck. There's a lot of people in the world living on like twenty cents a day. Go get some. Go get some lessons from them on your on quote unquote personal finance. Yeah, I mean, is he is he? Well, I'll tell you what. You can't do that in big cities. 
Not no. without help. Not no, without a roommate. Not, not without a not wife or husband. Not in big cities, but also the cost of living is different in big cities. That you, well, the that's economy what I mean. of scale changes. You make more. You you spend more. Yeah. Well, that's. What, but I'm yeah. talking about his twenty to thirty thousand or whatever. Yeah, you can do that maybe in the Midwest or yeah. the South, but you he's, can't do that on the coast. Right. He's talking about the average, like in the Midwest. I mean, studies have shown that Uh-oh. people live happily and comfortably. At around seventy five thousand dollars a year, and and more than that, that doesn't doesn't increase. Right. No, that's yeah. doesn't increase your happiness. I read something else. Yeah. It can rent some first class affection. You talking about hookers? Yes. Okay, yeah? Sean. You ever? You know what? Sorry. Go ahead. You know that reminds me of something. Uh, do you remember when we went to the red light district? Sure. Yeah, and Sean Sean was the only one who would go ask a hooker how much she cost. This is a long. This is a long time ago. Where was you this? remember that? I was in just Amsterdam. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't we going to do uh, it. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. None of us were. We were all just curious, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> we were all just very curious about it. I would put money that you've been with a hooker. Oh, uh, no, no. Come on. Come no? On. Let's, let's, okay, what were we going to say? Let's get you, back you on said, track here. You said on the with affluenza. affluenza yeah, I read yeah. this other study that said the reason money doesn't make people happy is because they're not spending it on the right things after a certain point. Right. Which was interesting. Um, I don't know, that, 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 but that seems like that whole affluenza thing. I don't want to get. I don't want to get into that. I have way more important issues to talk about. Oh yeah, like, I do too. What is a stop? Uh, more of this? Okay, yeah, let's hear this horseshit. Here's here's this guy is a professional driver who disagrees <laughs> with you. Okay, professional driver. With, what the hell? With with a resume. Is this Tim Chang's calling in from Lyft? Because that's also technically a professional driver. <laughs> he's already discredited. I don't even yep. want to play his voicemail. As a professional driver, I worked for three years uh, driving professionally in a uh, fleet vehicle. Um, I had a completely clean MVR, and uh, was trained how to drive by you know multiple people. Um, An old the man. definition of a stop, when you come to a complete stop at a stop sign, it's very simple. One, you don't move. <laughs> That's it. Okay. That's a professional driver. Yeah, like, it's a professional to to a Taught by, taught by multiple moving, people. I think it's moving. And then once you've gone. No. All right, here, I got another one. God damn it, Maddox. You have no <laughs> fucking idea if your bumper is going to move up and down when you come to a stop Idiot. at five miles per hour. Idiot. You're so sure, but you didn't do a single test. You just used the weird video game physics engine in your brain to come yeah, up with some bullshit. He's got I'm you there. just driving, listening to the podcast, and I, did, I tested your stupid argument. Guess what? My bumper moved up and down. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, of but course. that depends on your shocks, you fucking you you fucking chimp. That your shocks, how how they're yeah. not gonna make a law based on the <laughs> stiffness of your shocks, idiot. They're just not. That, that's just absolutely. Can we throw that out the way? Look, you want to you want to tell me that stopping means coming to a full stop for some amount of time that's that's greater than an infinitesimal amount of time? Fine, I'll buy that argument. But don't fucking feed me this Helena shit that that your bumper has to go up and down. They're not yeah. gonna make a law. Based on the stiffness of your shocks, idiots. Wait, You're no, all idiots. No, hold on, Were you Sean. Already, okay, because ahead. unless your shocks are made of a cinder block, your car will go down and up when no, you stop. Not necessarily in yes, a perceptible absolutely, way. Absolutely. No, yes. it's not. It depends, on, it depends yes. on the speed, your momentum, the inertia that your car has. It also depends on how hard you put on your brakes. Yeah. Because I can do it at idle speed, right. basically, where you just let your foot off the brake and the car sure. goes. Yeah, you, you make the car there, dance. Well, sure, it, Sean. Bo- bo- more bo- than bo- perceptibly. Yeah. yeah. And also, if, you're, if your car has hydraulics in it and you happen to hit that button as you stop, <laughs> or, what are the cops going to be like, well, his bumper, his bumper moved. <laughs> 
Oh, that's right. I'm going to take it. It's a bumper move. It's a b- 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 bumper. Idiots. Okay. You guys are all idiots. Look, you're doubling <laughs> down. I already thought low of you guys, and now I think less. If there's any engineers in the audience who want to rev up their Wolfram Alpha accounts, send, it, send in the explanations. I got one uh, for Robin. You want to hear that? Robin, what, what a great guest. Great guest. She People, always brings in sex problems, but she's a very smart woman as well. That, that Those aren't mutually exclusive. Smart people like to bone. And she posted her video on, we posted the video on our website. Check it out. The Wheel of Fortune, her, her Pat Sajak Vanna White boning theory. And she has the smoking gun in this video. And, and our fans yeah. love the video. Oh, yeah. I highly recommend you check it out. Yeah, it's not one of these like meta- pieces no you know that these comedians do they think oh, they're so fucking God. funny yeah. and self-aware right. oh. i don't even know if i'm joking or not that's how funny i inherently am robin's not like that no well here's a voicemail for her. hey maddox dick i love you guys but seriously fuck robin for being <laughs> a heightist none of us short guys can do anything about our height except stupid things like wearing lips in our shoes well, you can it's do that. It's a big fucking problem that I know you guys don't have, but if your dating criteria like demands six feet plus only, guys, then you deserve to be used up like a disposable fucking whore. Oh. I didn't fucking suck. Ah. Nobody talks about it, and there's Whoa. shit us short guys can do. <laughs> so fuck you, Robin. No wonder your sex life sucks. Oh! <laughs> Inappropriate. You know what? Uh, fuck that guy. Fucking swing That's how you get a voicemail on the show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. Bitter, angry. You can hear the desperation in his voice. Well, he's got a point. Yeah, you know, all these chicks who who cut you, who say there's a height requirement to ride this ride. Okay, yeah. maybe the ride's a little old. Maybe hey, the man. ride's been ridden a little too much for me. Blame society. What can I say? It's it, this is a, this is a cultural phenomenon. They asked uh, Nicole Kidman about divorcing Tom Cruise, and she was like, eh, "At least I can wear heels now." Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, just just for the record, because Robin's not here to defend herself, she didn't have a height requirement. That no. was you and I that added that yeah. to her. Like she, all yeah. she, she said she's only dated one guy taller than her, and that turned into a hundred guys saying, "What a bitch! She's got yeah, height yeah. requirements." Like, yeah. guys, I don't. I'm sick of being called a white knight on this show. Oh yeah, you. mostly because well. You remember we did the live episode? Yeah. And it's like, Dick Masterson goes full white knight. And it's like, okay, motherfucker. Yeah. I was on an internationally syndicated talk show for five hours doing, saying more, saying more misogynist things than you've ever imagined in bed by yourself. You wouldn't say these things, you pussy. Right. Don't you ever call me a white knight, <laughs> right? And I don't want to be called a white knight now, but Robin did not say she has a height requirement. Mm, sounds like something a white knight would say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't win these fucking kids. Yeah. What a white knight, what a white yeah. Like, kid, you wouldn't dream of saying no. the things that I say on television. You wouldn't say them to a child. Yeah. You fucking pussy. Yeah. We we brought in the social justice warrior problem, and, and all these, like, same idiot pussies are like, oh, yeah, good problem. Yeah, social justice warriors are a big problem. But then when you when you mention anything in the opposite or if you argue any other point, suddenly you're a social justice warrior liberal cuck. That's what they call you. That's all they have. It's the only ammo they yeah. have. It's confirmation bias. Big problem. You are a liberal, though. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear right. one? I got let's, one, let's more, hear, yeah. one more. One uh, more. There's another Robin one. You want, you want to hear more about Robin or you want to hear more about breaks? <laughs> or Q-tips. Uh, Here's, let's hear another Q-tips okay. one. Okay. 
I don't know if I'm actually logged in or not. So I thought I'm going to hop on IRC. IRC is Internet Relay Chat for anyone who's uh, who hasn't used <laughs> it. It's cool. Yeah, the majority of people. Yeah. So I hopped on IRC and I thought, I wonder if people can actually see me in the channel, even though I can't see them. I said, hey, guys, I'm typing to you, this to you blind. If anyone can read this, send me a control E character, which makes your PC beep. And all of a sudden, I hear a little control E, a little beep. And I was like, wow, that's uh, that's kind of cool. I can hop on IRC blind. Yeah. Did that show your parents? No. Did you run it? <laughs> hey, parents, fuck you. I, talk, I beeped at my internet friends without my yeah. monitor. You better think of a better punishment. <laughs> I can you better still get start on the taking away the soup. Yeah. Why don't you take away my, my keyboard, my fingers? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, these uh, so stories started actually flooding the internet about um, ki- people who are addicted to it o- already. Like back, back in 1995 when this guy came up with this sure. theory. Um, in 2009, a 19-year-old kid named Ben Alexander got addicted to World of Warcraft and was playing it for 16 or 17 hours per day. He used it as a crutch for his intense social anxiety, according to CBS. And here's a clip from NPR about it. Listen to this, this, uh, this kid. He actually had to go to a rehab facility in Seattle. And this is, uh, this is the kid. Listen to this. Ben Alexander says he's an addict. Hi, I'm Ben, and I'm a gamer. He says around the time he went off to college, he got involved in an online game called World of Warcraft. It fairly quickly got out of hand to where I was missing classes and spending entire days just playing and not doing anything else. About Nerd. to flunk out, he asked his folks for help. His family is now spending $300 a day to keep Alexander away from the Internet. Oh God! He's the yeah. first Fuck client you. at a startup detox program called Restart. We know that people tend to get hooked by things that are rewarding, but unpredictably so. And the Internet is just built around that principle. The Internet can be habit-forming, she says, just like booze or gambling. If you do it compulsively and in spite of the negative consequences, then we'd say that's an addiction. So that's an addiction. If you do it habitually and compulsively in spite of the consequences, that's how she defines it. Yeah, but not if it's funny while you're doing it. (laughs) <laughs> what do you like mean? I tell, I like to tell a lot of jokes while I'm drinking. Yeah, I get a lot of good stories out of it. Yeah, That's well. not an addiction if you do it like and you learn a little lesson at the end of every night. It, you're doing, <laughs> you're doing it, <laughs> and you're, people are like, "Man, that guy was a real blast to hang around with." That's yeah, but you're doing it during your addiction. You're doing it during your alcohol addiction. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> okay. Now that lady, uh, psychologist, a, a lot of psychologists disagreed. It's still a contentious issue. Uh, it's it's being debated whether or not this should be recognized in the DSM manual. You know, the psycho- psychological yeah. manual where they where they yeah. diagnose people. Um, but uh, that psychologist thinks that it is a problem, and because in 2009 this happened again, a 22 year old mother in Jacksonville, Florida, killed her three month old son after his crying interrupted her Farmville game. She yeah. she shook the baby. Then went outside to smoke a cigarette to calm down. Then came inside and shook the baby some more before going back to her game. To make sure it was dead? No, she she didn't think it was going to kill it. Oh. Yeah, her child. But uh, she, kill, she killed her child. She killed it. Yeah, that was according oh. to uh, Mashable.com. Then in 2010, a Bulgarian city council member lost his job and got demoted because he couldn't stop playing Farmville during meetings. Mm. This guy lost his job. Like, he was so addicted to it. And then his defense, when they brought it up to him, they said, well— Councilwoman so and so is on level forty. She's higher than me. So why why are you why aren't you going after her? <laughs> <laughs> How Idiot. many people are driving around playing Farmville? 
Facebook. That's what I want to know. That's you, very dangerous. Those people should be ashamed of themselves. Very dangerous. Driving around <laughs> on the on the internet with their internet addictions. I feel like I'm listening to a confession here. <laughs> I uh, I saw a dude on the freeway the other day who was driving very slow and swerving a little bit, and I I, I thought to myself, "There's I guarantee this shithead is texting while driving." Mm. And I drove up next to him, and sure enough, he was his face was down in his lap the yeah. entire time, looking at his phone. I honked, looked at him, and then I pointed to my eyes, like you know the 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 eagle eyes, the uh, the international sign for I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. So I pointed yeah. to my eyes, and then I pointed to the road with my fingers, uh-huh. and he looked at me. And he nodded, and he said, and then, "You're watching the road. I get it, buddy. I'm watching my phone. No big deal." He 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 nodded, and then I I went up past him. I sped up, and then he sped up to catch up to me. And I thought, "Well, here he is. He's gonna flip me off." And I look over to him, and he gives me a thumb a thumbs up and an okay sign. He learned his lesson. I actually helped that guy. He's like, "Yeah, you're right." No, he was saying, "Take your thumb and shove it up your butthole." Oh, okay, that's <laughs> that's what he was saying. Well, jokes I think on you're soft selling this problem, honestly. No, there's I got more. There's there's tons. Okay. A, another father abused his child because his kid interrupted his game of EverQuest. The kid was locked in a closet for more than 24 hours, and then he came out fabulous. <laughs> no, just just kidding. No, he. The, his his child had a broken collarbone and a punctured heart, and he actually died. Wait, sorry, what? Yeah. How did he get, <laughs> Wait, how did father, he get that playing EverQuest? His father slammed his kid into the closet and for, for 24 for, hours. For playing EverQuest? Because the kid was crying that he was hungry and wanted Oh, attention. and the dad was playing the EverQuest. The dad was playing EverQuest, So he yeah. locked him up like like uh, Matilda so he could keep playing yeah. EverQuest? How did that happen to the kid in the closet? He, he must have he he hit him first. Yeah, he hit him. He slammed the kid into the closet, and the kid had a broken collarbone and uh, a punctured heart. Jesus. Oh, man. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, got arrested uh, for playing EverQuest. And then a Korean couple, this is, just, this is a worldwide phenomenon. A Korean couple also let their child starve to death while they raised a virtual child online in some stupid game. Yeah. They well, go... That's smart. Probably a better return on the virtual child. Yeah. New one comes out, ugly like you, stupid like you. The virtual one, you just put cash into it, get smarter and better. Right. <laughs> so these uh, this Korean couple, they'd go to internet cafes for hours to play games, and they'd pop in occasionally to feed the kid powdered milk. And in a statement, the father said, I'm sorry for what I did, and I hope that my daughter does not suffer anymore in heaven. Talk oh about God. leveling up, huh? Hmm? <laughs> what a weird quote. <laughs> no? Yeah. Yeah, I mean these are these are these people are addicted to the internet. I still think you're soft selling it. Well, well these what people do you are one offs. What do you want to add? Uh, how about that every motherfucker on earth wastes like what percentage of their day on Facebook? Yeah. How about you remember that domestic violence story that I brought in? Which I one? I bet that was caused because that girl is addicted to Instagram. Which domestic violence? Well, the story? one where that girl came up to my apartment after she got her ass kicked. Oh. She would never get off her phone. They, yeah. Like the people are glued to their fucking phones. That is internet addiction. Yeah. That promise of having some connectivity with another human that that screen brings you. That's what internet internet addiction is to me because you're constantly jonesing for it. This is coming from an addict. That's the feeling is, God, just please give me more of this so I can get that high that I want. None of it's giving it to me. I'm going to keep drinking. I'm going to keep snorting blow. I'm going to keep shooting it into my arm. I'm going to keep looking at the screen and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling even though I never get off from it. That's the addiction part. And everybody's got it. Huge problem. Huge problem. It is similar to the dopamine hit that you get from heroin, 
Uh, the first time people take heroin, uh, allegedly, I've never done it. Um, everything. Yeah. It's similar from the hit you get from everything. The entire addiction center is wired like that. Caffeinated soda. Yeah. Right. It's everything. Cleaning your ear with a Q-tip. It's the reward thing. It, be, it does Seriously. become compulsive. It does become compulsive to the point where I personally, I, I have become, and at times in my life, addicted to, to Facebook and Twitter, especially because of what I do. It's so difficult for me to ignore it because part of it is having to post things on Facebook and Twitter uh, if I post a new article or if I have to interact with someone to bring in comments for the show or whatever it is, uh, I, it becomes compulsive. So sometimes I'll just be pulling up Facebook and I hate it. I hate everything I'm reading. I hate all your stupid opinions. Mm-hmm. I hate all your kids. I hate all your dogs. I hate everything and everyone on Facebook, but I can't stop looking at this garbage. And all the stories are stupid bullshit. Uh, hashtag trending topics, which is always about Mark Cuban's stupid fat face. And then <laughs> I, re- I read this shit and, and w- sometimes when I'm reading it, I get bored while I'm reading Facebook and I open up a new tab and yeah. I go to Facebook. I go I need more Facebook. Oh, like what? I'll be on the computer like I'm going to shut the, I'm going to shut the laptop down. I'm going to go to bed. I'm just going to pop up my phone for a little bit more internet. Just yeah. a little bit more. Just a nightcap. I'm yeah. done getting shit-faced at the bar. I'm going to go home and have a couple beers in bed. That's how bad the addiction is. Yeah. And you've got a built-in rationalization. You you are in the red. Yeah. There is a scale of addict possibility of being an addict you are in the red no i'll cop to that uh it's it's very difficult to the point where to the point where your book is super fucking late because you're on facebook all day dicking around yeah let's not talk about that (laughs) but Uh, he you know what he does it for the fans yeah 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 exactly Exactly. it's my sacrifice that's what i that's how i give all right so i i would uh create a script i created a script a long time ago that would block facebook and twitter on my computer Hmm. and i i'm a lazy person so i like to make an efficient way to do that so i don't have to always go into the long directory and windows to block block it in my hosts file a shortcut i created a shortcut yeah Yeah, i created a shortcut for it and then i realized i was using the shortcut anytime i wanted to check facebook yeah super easy so i deleted the facebook the shortcut and then made it super difficult for me to block and unblock it yeah, uh, and that's actually helped. I, that's what I recommend to everyone: block Facebook, block Twitter. Let me tell you why this is the most dangerous problem and addiction that there is. Because all of the other drugs, every other thing that people abuse to get high, is to stop loneliness. And the internet offers the promise of ending loneliness. You're not dulling it. You're not dulling the loneliness with liquor or drugs. You're gonna fucking end it because there are people on this screen you can actually interact with. Huh, Dick? I was, I was. Uh, that's actually surprisingly astute coming from you. Yeah. I thought, was- you know, <laughs> how's that for a backhanded compliment? No, but for real, that's the heart of the issue here mm-hmm. is loneliness. I thought you were gonna say like be off the uh, wildly off the mark here, but that's exactly what it is. No. Uh, <laughs> another 22-year-old uh, Korean man killed his mother because she nagged him for playing too many games. He then went to an internet cafe and continued to play right after murdering his own mother. Is this, like, on another timeline? Do you wish that was you? <laughs> <I guess>. <laughs> <laughs> Taking tips from that guy? No, nah, man. Um, then in uh, 2005, a man collapsed in the city of Tegu for playing StarCraft for 50 hours straight. He went into mm. cardiac arrest and died at a local hospital. He went into cardiac arrest while playing a game for 50 hours. And then I yeah. knew my uh, my brother had a coworker for a long time ago who uh, who was severely depressed. And the last time anyone saw him was he called in sick to work or something like that. He, he took a Friday off and he spent 
72 hours in his apartment alone, didn't leave, and the next time anyone discovered him was dead because he just spent all that time playing World of Warcraft, didn't get up, didn't leave. Didn't, he didn't order uh, any didn't food? Eat. I guess not. I don't know. How did he die? I don't know all the details. The ceiling fell on him. Yeah. <laughs> It was a, a warlock, a warlock spell. I don't know how he t- oh, What do you mean? That's <laughs> I, how he died? That's how he died. Oh. Yeah, the game, yeah. Well, no, I mean, how actually, do you die in a, like, how are you in the civilized world and you die in 72 hours no, in your apartment? I think, I think actually, now that I remember, now I, I think I remember, I think it was a suicide because oh. um, he wanted to join a clan to, to do a oh. raid together. Yeah, okay. And they did it without him or, uh, I, I mean, this is like serious, serious stuff. I have a friend who was visiting Los Angeles and uh, she she said she had to leave early, Ooh. and uh, and she said uh, she had to go back home, and and do she had an important thing going on, and I, and I said, well, you're already here. There's all this fun stuff going on this weekend. What's so important that you have to go back so uh, so so quickly, so suddenly? And she, finally, she confessed. She goes, well, I have a I have a raid, and I'm like, what a what? And she goes, yeah, uh, it's a World of Warcraft. I have a, I've scheduled a raid, and I have to be there for it. And I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> are you out of your mind? Uh, You're going back home to play a raid in World of Warcraft? Yeah, don't you want to go to this adult coloring book polyamory party with me? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> in um, in China, the addiction is so bad amongst its youth that they've opened up over 400 rehabilitation centers to help these kids. 400 of them. Do they work? Well, I don't to, think to we an have extent, works. some of them do. Some of them really? do. Yeah, there's a, there's a documentary called Web Junkie. It came out mm-hmm. in 2014, I believe. It's a fascinating look at what goes on behind the scenes for these kids. Uh, so some of these kids in the facility played for 40 days in a row. One kid spent $8,500 in a month in an online game, and some of these kids are so addicted that they don't even get up to go to the bathroom because it'll affect their performance. So they wear diapers. They, put, okay. they sit at these internet cafes in diapers. Diapers, that's cool. Yeah. What's, what's wrong with that? They don't even want to get up. And then, NASCAR drivers wear diapers too, presumably. Do, do, do they? they? Yeah. Don't they don't piss know. in their Don't they have like I piss suits? I think they do. I think yeah. they do. Astronauts piss in their suits. That's cool. So what? What's wrong with that? <laughs> what? yeah. You should wear them. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, Dick should wear them to save yeah. his underwear. I mean, how do they yeah. rationalize it? Like, at what point are they just playing computer games and all of a sudden they're sitting there like, well, you know what? I guess I'm just going to put a diaper on today. Like, this is the day. Today's the day I'm wear- starting to wear the diapers. Yeah. They, I don't know how they rationalize it. Uh, the, these kids, first of all, none of them, they, they speak just like addicts. In this documentary, I highly recommend you guys check it out. It's called Web Junkie. It's about this one of these uh, these rehabilitation centers in Daxing. It's a province of, of Beijing in China. Huh. And they rationalize it by saying, I don't have a problem. I just like to play video games. And they don't even realize the insanity that's coming out of their mouths. One of the kids was like, yeah, I only play 10 hours a day. Only, oh my God. Only play 10 hours a day. Another kid was crying and screaming on the phone with his mother saying, please bring me back home. I promise I'll just play four hours a day. He said he's going to cut down mm. to four hours per day if she, if she brought him home. And then these kids, some of them got so desperate to escape from this uh, facility that they would sneak out the window. They put they put like um, light bars and stuff on the window. It's not quite bars. It's kind of like a a, a metal mesh, so they, they couldn't get out the window. <laughs> they put like like children's playground equipment that they have to <laughs> climb over and do basic exercise to get out of the facility. Yeah, which none of them, none of them do. <laughs> They're all terrified of. They won't get near it. Yeah, they all look pretty pasty. Uh, they 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 all look like gamers. And so this kid, 
that one of the kids, like, uh, I guess, removed the metal mesh and climbed out the window. Seven of them escaped. And the, the, the facility was panicked. All the, all the instructors yeah. were running around. They're like, oh, my God, these kids escaped. So they, they were looking for the kids. They caught them three days later, like 50 yards from the facility. Right? Shot, wheezing. They, they sprinkled, they sprinkled uh, PlayStation, like PSPs around the perimeter of the facility just in case there's any breakouts. So they trap them like landmines. Like, oh, you guys are actually not too far off. They, they caught the kids three or four hours later at an <laughs> internet cafe. cafe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these kids, these you poor kids, suck. are so addicted. They got, they got on. They, they took a cab, the first cab they could find, and took it straight, straight to an internet, internet cafe. cafe. Yeah, it's so sad, man. These kids. I mean, it's uh. a serious addiction. And then the parents are at a loss for what to do. There's, a, there's psychologists in the school, and there's, they're even not sure whether or not this is an official diagnosis because it's it's mixed. The psychological community is is mixed on whether or not to diagnose this as such. But it's addict behavior yeah yeah of course it's very severe ad- uh, addictive behavior and so they encourage the parents even to come down to the facilities stay with the kids and it's so sad one of the kids was just felt really unloved and detached from his parents so one day his dad the kid's dad wanted him to stop playing a game because he'd been playing for five or six hours he said you need to turn it off and go to bed the kid wouldn't do it, so the dad came over and just turned it off, and mm-hmm. the kid lost his fucking mind yeah. and w- ran over to the window and was trying to throw himself out the window. <laughs> and the mom, funny. the mom, the mom grabbed the kid and, and pulled oh. him back in. He was half out the window, and yeah. the, the dad, the dad, I mean, it became really intense. The kid was like, "Do you want me to die?" He goes, "Go ahead, kill yourself." And the dad was was upset. The dad had uh, was at wit's end. So this is a very last resort thing that they're doing is putting mm. these kids into these rehab facilities uh, because they don't know what else to do. And there's a scene in the movie where the kid has to tell his father that he loves him. And the father, they both like break down. It's it's so tough to watch because the father doesn't know what to do. And the psychologist in the, in the school eventually talks to the parents and they have a couple of theories on why this is happening, especially in China. It's a, it's a big problem in China. And they said that part is of it- Is it because China sucks? No. And like life sucks there, so it's better, so they like escapism more? Like that specific kind? I don't no. Know. I would want a fake world if I was like breathing in soot. It's it's not, uh, th- I mean, that's not the case. This is a still a minority of, of people who have this problem. But no. uh, the- the psychologist's framework for why this is happening in China more than other places is possibly in part due to the one-child policy. So the children, they said that uh, the children are just looking for some kind of online connection. And they sure. finally got one of the kids to confess. He said, when I'm online, I can talk to someone else who understands me and gets me. And uh, they are my buddies. They are my friends online. And so they have an intense addiction, not to, not necessarily to the game, but to the social aspect of it yeah. with other people. Because these people in real life have no social skills. They're not able to look anyone else in the eye. They're not able to make friends. They're not able to be productive and keep jobs and stay in school, that sort of thing. These, these are people who have, um, it may be a psychological disorder, but it's very deeply steeped in loneliness. Everybody's got it. And when they have those friends, like those text friends, so you get a lot of emails from guys who are trying to pursue these weirdo long-distance relationships. It's like, well, we talk every day. It's like, dude, it's none of it's real. None of it's fucking real. Like you're, the idea of you have in your mind of these words you're reading on the screen are like this weird idealized conception of you have of another person. They're not like that. 
Like this is a fantasy. You are you are living in a fantasy. That's what the instructors and parents would tell the kids in this facility that this is not real. This is fantasy. But the kids actually think the opposite is true. They say that reality. Yeah, they say that reality is more fake than the online virtual world. And if you think about it. If you have time to craft your statement and image to another person online, you can make it look and seem however you want and make it seem it's an idealized version of you. Like right. if you if you stutter in real life, you're not going to stutter online if you're typing. Right. If you don't look good in real life, you can make your avatar be whatever you want in mm-hmm. real life. That's why when I brought in the Oculus Rift, uh, I know, I know myself and I know that this is a very I have a somewhat addictive personality when it comes to technology. I know that I'm going to get sucked all the way in. Yep. Full in. Yeah. I can't wait for it. And I've never played World of Warcraft specifically because I know that I might get addicted to it. Mm. I've avoided it entirely because I know that uh, that it's it's one of those things that can just suck you in and and not let you out. And I just want to end it on this this one last note. One of the fathers was so desperate to get his son back from an online game that he hired assassins to kill him. <laughs> In, <laughs> in in the online game. Right, right, yeah, right. We, yeah. we all yeah. went there. Yeah. We didn't need <laughs> we all knew that that was where you were going. Oh, 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 oh in the game. Oh, I see, I see. So I I, I saw this news report. It was, uh, it's actually in the trail at the at the end of the credits of this movie, Web yeah. Junkie. Uh. Um, the news report talks about this father who hired these assassins, and the kid got suspicious because these guys were following him from server to server. Oh my god, that's funny. And, and there's like five or six of them constantly. Constantly killing his son and only his son, <laughs> and finally he, he did he call the did he call the virtual cops? <laughs> yeah, he called the Tumblr police. Yeah, no, he called his own assassin crew. No, he actually confronted these guys and he's like, "Guys, leave me alone. I I don't have a problem. It's not an addiction." And of course, they all say that. They all say that, and they they think that these facilities yeah, are trying they to do. brain. It's disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> they think that these facilities are trying to brainwash them. The, the kids think yeah. that the facilities are trying to brainwash them. Yeah. Well. I mean, that's true. No, you gotta you gotta fight a brainwash with a brainwash. The best way to get over drugs is Jesus. Uh, okay. Well, that's well, it yeah, works. It's super common. Yeah, trading one yeah. trading one thing for another. Yeah, extreme I, behavior. I guess, it's, but it, but see those those sudden changes almost never last. Yeah, you have to learn it over a gradual period of time. Yeah. Well, well, Sean, these these facilities, what they do is they take the kids and they have them in a very rigid, structured environment where they have times that they have to do things they have mm-hmm. to do very basic tasks they teach them how to make their bed and and these kids a lot of times in these internet cafes they'll go 30 days without showering oh my god they're basically like That's homeless disgusting. people well it's like an opium den yeah it sounds like it's weird it's a it's a culture that we don't really experience in the u.s because we don't have that dense I- impacted environment of people who a don't have a, a huge living space and b don't necessarily have enough money to uh, invest in a high end computer. So internet cafes are very popular in certain provinces in China and certain provinces. Uh, it, it's actually big in uh, Japan as well. People just Ugh. spend days living in these cafes. You know what these kids need? Hmm. Burning Man. <laughs> yeah. No phones, man. Yeah. No internet. No, like I'm. Um, no showers. <laughs> uh, you can rig up a shower. But you go. Uh, this is this is this is honestly true because I think the internet, mostly socially, only serves to make people feel bad about themselves. And going without it for like ten days or a week or whenever I go, I feel like a better person after I do it. Like I do think inter- internet addiction or whatever, whatever degree, not to the degree where people are 
going in closets and uh, getting their hearts stabbed or whatever that happened to that gay kid. I think it's make it's ruining it's ruining people's lives. Like it's making life worse. Why? Because for everybody more miserable, more disconnected. Like um the urge to compare yourself to the time everyone else is having is always there. Like okay. Here's here's a study that I read that, that makes me think of it. Um guys were asked to rate the attractiveness of like their partner or a girl based on not seeing anyone at all yeah. and also seeing a bunch of like hot chicks right and they always rated their partner or this the selected girl way lower after seeing a bunch of hot chicks huh. like it's making everyone more dissatisfied with their lives cuz yeah. all you see is a flood of other things right. like it's not even necessarily an not even like a palpable envy it's just you see them you're exposed to them, and it makes you appreciate everything you have way less. Yeah, people go out, and they have a fun time on their vacation, and they post all those pictures, and you 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 see those pictures, and you compare them to your life, and you realize, well, my life kind of sucks in comparison. Yeah, and some you of those- download the pictures of their wife in a bikini yeah. to use later, yeah. and you're like, well, you know, my I think my wife's hotter, but I don't know now. Or, or, that this other fucking or sometimes these pricks come back from an awesome vacation at Burning Man, and all they post are fucking pictures of Burning Man. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> It's horrible, it's horrible. I hate it too. You know, what? I hate it too. But I like being totally disconnected. You know what, Dick? Vote up Facebook. That's exactly the problem. Vote up Facebook. I brought it in as a problem. Yeah, but they're making mm-hmm. the Oculus Rift. I don't mm-hmm. know. But they remind you when your friends' birthdays are. That's pretty useful. Yeah. So does a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of waste of paper, yeah. calendars. Yes. <laughs> uh, my biggest problem in the universe is receipts. Receipts. Yeah. How okay. many receipts? How many receipts have we gotten in our lives? Like a billion. How many times have you ever used a receipt? Twice? Yeah, maybe. Three times? Yeah. Very rarely to return something. Never, never. Right. But I have a whole car, I have a trash bag of receipts dumped out in my car that looks like I'm, I don't, some kind of, like, it looks like the, the guy from Seven's notebook library got shredded into my car. I always have clumps of wadded up paper in my jeans. I'm, I've got, you get, you get receipts that are three feet long that you have to fold up like a wallet and yeah. stick in your pants. Why? Why do we have? Why do we need proof that we bought this thing? Do you uh, have you heard that Mitch Hedberg joke about donuts? No, what is it? He had a he had a joke where he said he said uh, I walked into a donut store and bought a donut and he gave me a receipt and he thought at no point, at in, no my point life, in my life do I need to issue documentation that I purchased this donut. No. He said, "You give me donut, I give you cash. End of transaction. That's it. I don't need documentation of this purchase." No. Why does McDonald's even give them? Yeah. Who, who, when is the one instance in history where someone has needed to prove that they bought an apple pie? You know, Starbucks asks you whether you want a receipt or not. That's more offensive. It, they, it should be on you. The onus should be on you yeah, for asking true. something that's totally weird. Hey, can I have proof that I bought this latte? Like, I guess I could get a manager to, like, fill out a, a permission slip that you purchased a coffee Well, here. you would only need it if you need to be reimbursed, like a runner for a recording studio or something like that. You go right. out and get uh, coffee for all the, the clients and the band and the engineer and producer and stuff, and then you bring it back and they reimburse you. Correct. That's the only that's, time you would need to That's the time. And also, the IRS is a big problem here because if you have to write oh, things yeah, off, if you, if you take a lot of clients out for dinner, if you buy pro- products for your business or whatever it is, you have to have documentation that you purchased it because they Apparently, your bank statement is not enough. Well, exactly. Like, every time I go, if, if I ever want to return something, I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, you got the receipt? No. You you have my credit card. You you do it. Yeah. You do the fucking legwork. Right. Dude. Yeah. Don't put this on me. 
You want to know how much uh, I did some like uh, like ecology? What do you call it when you're trying to save the environment? Uh, <laughs> it, what is that called? Environment. I did some pussy research. Oh, pussy environmentalist research. Yeah. research. Okay, <laughs> environmentalist pussy research. Pussy research. Here's how here's how much waste goes into receipts every did six six hundred and forty tons of paper were used for receipts in wow. 2010. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's ten. Bonkers. That's eleven billion trees. I don't even know how many trees that is. It's a lot of trees. <laughs> I think it's eleven billion. It's a lot of trees. <laughs> um. Dick, if you... That's one tree for every seven people on Earth. Whoa! More than that. It's well, like 1.3, 1. 1, oh, 1. Right. 1. 1.4, like something you're like right. that. If, Dick, if you, are you in favor of emailed receipts? No, those are more offensive to me. Why? I don't want the receipt in the first place. Hmm. I definitely don't want you to have my email address. Yeah, that's Because true. the whole point of the fucking receipt game is that they print coupons on yeah, it now. I like CVS it. figured it out that they can scam you into the system by giving you like these little pittance amounts off of like bubble gum or lotion or whatever. Yeah. Never anything good. They're never giving discounts on whiskey or beer. No. Right? What's worse is that they give you discounts to competing products. Oh, hey, we noticed you're buying Q-tips. Why don't you buy this other brand of Q-tips? We noticed you're buying this shampoo. Buy this other shampoo. I, I don't fucking want this other shampoo. And it's this endless reel of coupons that just prints out. Yeah. How is it? Why would you it? pick shampoo? Because <laughs> it always seems to be shampoo. Uh, uh, the coupons. coupons. The yeah. coupon is always worthless to you. Yeah, it's that's what that's what you're getting at. Oh, I, I see what you're saying, Sean. <laughs> Fuck you, Sean. It's not funny. It's no, not funny. I agree asshole. with you. I agree with you because I'm always getting sh- shit like uh, uh, here's like a like a like mm. thirty cents off a douche nozzle yeah. package or condoms. <laughs> like I don't fucking what in my buying history of grapefruit juice, whiskey, and like laundry detergent makes you think that I want any of this shit. <laughs> So if it's some coupons to Prozac. <laughs> 1.2 billion gallons of water to process all that paper into receipts. Whoa. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of a lot of water, a lot of paper being wasted on the shit. And the thermal ink is uh BPA based. You know what that is it really? Yeah. So it's like making you less of a man. Huh. That's what that that's what BPAs do. Yeah. They like they shrink your dick or something. I don't know what they do. They're very bad to have around kids though. Well, there so there was that big movement to get BPAs out of plastics and things like that a while back, right? Are we th- are we talking about yeah, the same yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. So they they said we did it. We fixed them. You know what they replaced them with? Yeah, something way worse. BPCs. Yeah. Well, they don't know what they do. <laughs> no. Like, well, we got rid of those BPAs. Yeah. And everyone's like, "Awesome, we nailed it." Yeah. Way to go, social justice campaign. Same thing with this uh, with the whole gluten thing. Everyone was trying to replace gluten with something else in the in the products, and they they're trying to find things that make your food kind of have that elasticity to it that gluten would add. Yeah. And the things they're adding to the food are way worse for you. Yeah, rubber. It's just yeah, about it. yeah. It's like it. this, these weird polymers and chemicals and things that don't exist in our universe, and now they're putting them into the food. That doesn't necessarily make them bad. I'm not one of these natural apologists where everything has to be natural and from the earth because there's a lot of things from the earth. The majority of things from the earth will kill you. Molten lava. Yeah, yeah. Put that in your fucking burger, idiot. <laughs> oh man, I really hate receipts. Nordstrom's has it figured out. Why they put a sticker on your item? Oh, and then they scan the sticker when you if you bring it back. Dick, were you gonna? Are you gonna mention this? The most egregious thing to me about what? receipts is when they want to check them as you're leaving the store. Didn't even think of that, but yeah, I'm incensed by that. I am incensed. Yeah, it's fucking Home, bullshit. Yeah, Home Depot, Best Buy, places Best like that. Best Buy. Yeah. The the smarmy Best Buy fuckers piss me off the most because they see you. They you they, yeah. they Best Buy the way they have their lines set up 
that to check out is through this maze, which I've been wanting to do a video about this. They they create this you maze. You like that maze? No, this maze of merchandise, which is a fire hazard. It's a fucking fire hazard. They're oh. not allowed to corral you through a maze of merchandise of, of a film and snacks and DVDs that no one fucking wants and all, all these last minute purchases, yeah. batteries, all the shit. They're corralling you through this maze of bullshit. So you're standing there for it's a, a fucking trap. hour. Yeah, it's a yeah. death trap. If they set up the store like they do those fucking mazes that they have, that they herd people through, they would get shut down in an instant. But yeah. for some reason, all the fire codes overlook this big fucking maze that they put in uh, at the at the front of the store. So they, those Best Buy fuckers see you walking through this maze for an hour until you get through to one of their dipshit checkers who don't understand how to how to check people out. And someone, oh, God, they're paying with a check, so you're going to be there for another fucking hour. And then you finally get to the front, and then, oh, can I check your receipt? I'm like, shit, shit, head, didn't you just see me walk through the whole fucking line? What are you going to check for? No, you can't check it. Did you see me shoplift? Then fuck off. You can't check my receipt. Yeah, and their reason is always, well, we're just trying to make sure that you got charged for the right things. Right? Have you ever asked yeah. them? Because I always like to get in people's faces, you know. Like when yeah. that first started happening, it's like, why are you doing? Why are you checking my my receipt? Right? Why? Like, yeah. Well, uh, we do it for you to make sure <laughs> that you you got charged for the right things. Mm-hmm. Like, really? You guys got hired for for my benefit? Yeah. Was there like an epidemic of people getting overcharged for yeah. items here mm-hmm. at Best Buy? And mm-hmm. they determined that paying the dumbest people in the world to read a piece of paper and then glance at a bag like they're uh, gizmo duck, pretending that they can like count up everything that I have and verify that the seat. Yeah. Like, like, no, it's not. You're just doing this. I think you're doing it so you, so you can secretly profile people who are shoplifting. Yeah. Right. Like, not not me. They're just glancing at mine. But like, you know, like a like a young black kid comes through. I think they're putting a little bit more scrutiny. Right. And like holding him up a little bit so they can get a bead on what's going on there um yeah i i hate receipts it's like having a beard after 9 11 <laughs> yeah you don't you guys don't probably don't know this but if you look at all ethnic right after 9 11 I, I went to an airport and i got so many random ran quote random screenings and i'd walk over to the line of random screenings and everyone in the line looked like a seek <laughs> i thought oh you guys are also randomly being screened okay well you guys should have looked into some razors this show is brought to you by harry's visit harry's.com and use the promo code biggest problem to save five dollars off your first purchase whether or not you're muslim you can use a harry's razor to shave your beard it's a great feel it's the quality of the blade that i cannot stress enough they're german engineered five blade cartridges a close comfortable shave with no cuts or burns you want to go to cvs and dick around with receipts the size of the Bible in your pants, or do you want to place an order online, not have to deal with anyone offering you a receipt, and just have it arrive at your doorstep? Yeah. Obviously, that, I want uh, that. that's obviously the choice. <laughs> I want the second one. Yeah, why pay $32 <laughs> for an eight-pack of blades and a receipt when you can just get them for half the price at harrys.com? No receipts. <laughs> and no re- no receipts. They won't even email you a receipt. That's not true. They'll obviously email you a receipt. They'll send, they'll send because receipt, you can yeah. get your money back if you're not satisfied. Hey, you, and, you know what? They, Harry's leaves the choice up to you whether or not you want to print that receipt. Yeah. 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 What other company does that? You know what? I want them to, I want them to start writing receipts. That's how to fix this. Or I'm just... Maybe the solution is to just throw the receipts. Yeah. Like, get it out of the machine and then rip it up into pieces and throw it all over the store. Yeah. Like, there, at what point does this cost more for you to clean up than it does for you to make? Sure. I want to find that point. Yeah. It, it, it's probably already past that. Th- those POS machines, they have to have those thermal ink printers yeah. to print those. Re- th- those are expensive. Those cancer printers. Oh, my gosh. And all the time, they have to go get another reel of paper. I wonder how many 
hours of productivity is wasted every year on refilling those fucking cartridges. Billions. And, yeah, billions. So, billions. Not we, the mo- not the biggest waste, but one of the biggest. One of the biggest. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, the move. Biggest. That's the move. See, Harry spends that time just making better blades. They do make great blades. Go to harrys.com, use promo code BiggestProm, save $5 a pre-purchase. Sean brings it back. I was waiting for it. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Harry. Th- and thank you guys for supporting the show. It yeah. means a lot. And uh, keep the tweets coming. Harry's loves them. We love them. Uh, it's awesome product, awesome merchandise. Guys, great job. However, I got a I got a real buzz kill. I got a real buzz kill of a problem. You do? Yeah. Confirmation bias. Oh boy, yeah. that's a big problem though. Big you, problem. You want to <laughs> bring in like a small problem? No, I can uh, I can run through this uh, pretty quick. I don't like when you run through it though. You have so many good observations on things. I uh, thank you, Dick. Uh <laughs> <laughs> This is how well I know Dick. Yeah. yeah. Not even half a percent of that was sincere in any way. I know. Uh, I know. Oh, come on. Sorry to pull the covers, but half a percent. How many percents are there total? Not that many. Lot of lot of backhanded compliments in this show. Dick, this is from Science Daily. I know you'll love this observation since I have so many good ones. Uh, This is from Science Daily. It says, uh, in psychology and cognitive science, confirmation bias or confirmatory bias is the tendency to search for and interpret information in a way that confirms one's preconceptions, leading to statistical errors. Yeah. Big problem. Yeah. It's basis of friendship, though, really, when you think about it. Confirmation bias? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to hang around people that disagree with me too much. Yeah. Yeah, confirmation bias uh, is a big, big problem. It's a phenomenon wherein decision makers have been shown to actively seek out and assign more weight to evidence that confirms their hypothesis and ignore or underweigh evidence that could disconfirm their hypothesis. Mm. This is this is at, in essence why people believe in goofy shit. Uh, there's yeah. there's two big reasons. First, they don't research it. Second. Confirmation bias. When they do sure. research it, this is especially true of you conspiracy dipshits. The Sandy Hook truthers, the 9-11 truthers, mm-hmm. the Oklahoma City bombing truthers. Yeah, I know, I know what you're all saying. The, all the birthers. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you have some goofy belief, like especially for conspiracy theories, they'll go to websites that specifically reaffirm their points of view. If yeah. it, Look, guys, if your website, if your source has the word world or truth, or .tv in it, it's bullshit. Yeah. I, I'm specifically referring to worldtruth.tv. Oh. Uh, <laughs> there's also um, Infowars, uh, all these all these conspiracy websites. Now, here's that here's oilempire.us. Yeah, Huffington yeah. Post is garbage. Here's how you can tell if your website is garbage. If you go to one of these websites, say they're an alternate news website, like worldtruth.tv or, or uh, Infowars, look at the research that they have in there right they make a claim and then they have to link to a source i mean they don't they usually don't but if they do make a claim and they in a once in a blue moon link to a source that source is usually another conspiracy website so i did this research back to them yeah yeah i did this research a while back and i clicked on one of these links it took me to another conspiracy website and i looked at the source for them and their source is the other conspiracy website. They're just pointing to each other. Rock solid. Yeah. yeah. Solid. People, people solid don't follow settings. through. They they find the answer they're looking for and then just stop there. Yes. It's like finding your car keys. You don't keep right. looking afterwards. Right. Huh, that's a good point. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. When I'm doing writing research, it's very very rare that I don't look for information that is a conflicting point of view. Because you have to be prepared for that argument. Because it's gonna come up. Yeah. Like, for example, when I wrote the um, my article about I fucking love science a long time ago, where it said you 
don't fucking love science, you love science photography. Um, in that article, I, I predicted the argument people were going to make was like, so what? People just like science photography was a big deal. And I addressed that argument in the article right. before, before people even brought it up to me. You have to do that research because otherwise it doesn't your, – your argument is not going to be strong. I know what you're saying. I did the same thing when I wrote – when I wrote Men Are Better Than Women, I read this book called um, The Top 1,000 Female Inventors in History. There's such a book? No. No. Just kidding. Yeah, I didn't think so. Because <laughs> when I wrote uh, The Alphabet of Manliness in my Enlightenment section. You like that one, Randy? Yeah. <laughs> no, this is this is actually a fact. I, I wrote this, and I talked about this on public radio, uh, on, on PRI, NPR, PRI. Yeah. I went on this, and I did an interview, and I told them how when I was doing research for my book, I was actually looking for female inventors. Because in my Enlightenment section, I said everything – Everything anyone has invented worthwhile was invented by a man. And then I, I, I thought, well, just out of curiosity, I wonder what female inventors there are. So I went to the Wikipedia page of female inventors. Lovelace. Guess what? Oh. Doesn't exist. Oh, that's too bad. This was in 2004 when I wrote this book. That's when I looked for this Wikipedia page of female inventors. It didn't exist back then, and it doesn't exist today. You're kidding. It doesn't nope. exist today? It still doesn't exist. It hasn't, has someone tried to make it and got deleted? No, there is no, there's black inventors. There is uh, Muslim inventors. There's even a page for Armenian inventors. There's no female inventor page on Wikipedia. Invent? How to make a BMW blue? No, to shithead. <laughs> First of all, it's Mercedes. <laughs> Dick. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. And then sorry it's gold. For, it's sorry for shitting on your heritage and culture. <laughs> <laughs> How to hang blue curtains upside get, down. No, Dick, that's a Persian asshole. You're getting all your stereotypes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, why isn't there a page on female inventors? Yeah. Because there are. Good question. There are some. Like, but yeah, well, why isn't there a page so on I, it? So I looked into it, and I did a lot of research to try to find these female inventors. There are some. Yeah. Uh, the woman who invented, uh, the person who invented Teflon, I believe. Is female the, yeah. uh, Kevlar the, also Kevlar yeah Kevlar the game but the board game Monopoly although I didn't I don't think she got credit for it and then uh, the the person who invented the straw hat was a woman oh because most of the things that Adam Lovelace invented you know computers yeah there was there was a uh, who, who was it no she she did um, a lot of the programming for Hedy Lamar I think too. Yeah, she did a lot of programming for what was it? A couple the, radar things. Yeah. So anyway, I was on I was on NPR and I mentioned this. Oh, here fact. you go. Wait, wait. Randy's pulling this up. He says there is one. Cat- what, for- it says category women inventors. Where? Let me see. He's pulled it up on his phone. Wait, oh, maybe I'm they look- just I'm added looking it. at it. Don't oh, but grab. There's, there's no drop down. <laughs> what do you mean? There's no drop down? I mean, it's blank that section. Oh no no no! It's there's no, a lot of them. There's a lot okay. of them on here. I'm curious when I I'm curious when that was created. Here's one. Thomas Abbott. Uh oh, that doesn't sound. No, I'm just kidding. That's no, that that's not really on there. But there it is. Go look at it. Category, women inventors. Oh, this is, yeah, this is new, actually. Look, we did pages it. And ca- pages and women. We did it, guys. 132 pages are in this category out of 132 total. This list may not reflect recent changes. I'm curious. I'm curious when this, because this didn't exist when I was doing the research for my book. Okay, so. Anyway, anyway, so I problem. mentioned this on, on public radio, and I got an email from this this nice old lady who said that uh, th- that female inventors do indeed exist, and she wanted to send me a book. She sent me this book. It was something like 1,800 pages, this giant book about women in history, and she had bookmarked one or two pages about the inventions that they created. Uh, uh, and that, that was it. That's the, Even this book, that's all they had in it. Well, they've been busy with a lot of chores. Anyway. Let's be serious. No, um, that's, that's true. Like the invention of the washing machine and dishwasher freed up their time. 
It, no, that's not sexist. That's not. That's literal. That's true. That they invented the washing machine. The, and the invention of like like the thing machines to take care of oh, basic oh. household chores. Sure. Like that's a tremendous amount of work. I, I mean, I don't want to get I off into a were, tangent. No, no, no. You're right. I thought that you were saying that they invented those things. No, I don't think so. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, real quick though, Randy. Randy interjected with some information about the with the female inventors. Wikipedia page, it actually didn't exist until 2012. So okay, this is a rel- relatively recent phenomenon. <laughs> okay. for, si- for six years in between the time that I wrote that, no, uh, what was that? Uh, um, Your that was eight years. Eight yeah. years it took when I was doing research for the alphabet of manliness, there was no female inventors Wikipedia page. Huh. Yeah. So women figured out how to use Wikipedia in that time. Yeah. <laughs> Dangerous. Dangerous signs. <laughs> signs ahead. So confirmation bias, guys. Big problem. <laughs> <laughs> And you can tell because this conversation would have gotten a lot different if Robin were in the room. Yeah. Uh, chemistry teacher, Robin, very smart. Anyway, there's a book called You Are Not So Smart. Uh, it's uh, it's actually a really fascinating book about cognitive biases. I, I recommend everyone check it out. Anyway, there's this, um, this section they wrote about confirmation bias. And it says, the truth is your opinions are a result of years of paying attention to information which confirmed what you believed while ignoring information which challenged your preconceived notions. So he gave an example of the movie, he said, sometimes you might see, uh, you might think of an old movie, like The Golden Child. The Golden Child is a movie with Eddie, Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy, yeah. Okay. The Eddie Murphy movie. He says, have you ever had a conversation in which some old movie was mentioned, something like The Golden Child, or maybe even something more obscure, and then you're flipping through channels, like the next day, and you might see that movie playing, and you read some news story about the day uh, about it the day after, and then you see some some of the actors in it in another movie. This isn't the universe trying to tell you something. It's called the frequency illusion, and it's a confirmation bias. Oh. It's also like uh, in Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David, there's this episode where he he's, he's, he starts driving a Prius, I think a silver Prius, and then yeah. everywhere he goes, he starts seeing silver Priuses, and he always sure. waves to the, to the other drivers. That's confirmation bias. Okay. You notice the car that you're driving on the road way more frequently than any other car. Yeah, that's pretty annoying to hear about. Yeah. Yeah. Confirmation bias is annoying, and it's annoying enough when you're arguing with idiots online, but it has some real-world implications that can cost people billions of dollars. This is from a study from the University of Iowa from Science Daily. They found that uh, once people reach a conclusion that they aren't likely to change their minds, even when new information shows that their initial belief is wrong— and clinging to that belief sometimes costs real-world money. Equity analysts who issue written forecasts about the stock market may be subject to this confirmation bias, and they do not let new data significantly reverse or revise their initial analysis. It's almost like your ego gets in the way. Yeah. It has, uh, it has something to do with that, Sean. Uh, confirmation bias in student traders participating in the Iowa electronic markets over a 10-year period during which they bought and sold real-money contracts to predict the four-week opening box office of receipts. Uh, Dick, big problem. For new movies, the students analyzed markets for a total of 18 movies. I got it. Yeah. (laughs) They they, they analyzed the market for 18 movies released between 1998 and the year 2008. And the research shows that even as the key first weekend box office receipts were reported, the prices that they predicted stayed remarkably stable as traders ignored new value-relevant information and continued to rely on their initial estimates. This is... That's a that has huge implications on the stock market. If these investors, right, they believe in a drug or they believe in a product, they're going to push it through to the bitter end. Sure. And part of it has to do with another cognitive bias called escalation commitment, which refers to the phenomenon of investors rationalizing the bad decisions and investments in spite of increasingly negative outcomes. It's related to the sunk cost fallacy. 
and has implications in business, politics, and gambling. And it's also called the irrational escalation phenomenon. Yeah. Huge problem. This phenomenon was also seen in the U.S., uh, the U.S.'s involvement in Vietnam through the 60s and 70s. We spent so much money and blood and tears and sweat in Vietnam. We watched our buddies die face down in the mud. Face down in the mud. Yeah. Yeah. Unmarked graves. (laughs) At Lodi and Haydock. Uh, you're not wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. I think I think that some of this comes from like a, a human trait that is good, wherein uh, you just can't give up. Like the the idea that it's going to turn around at the last minute. You know, you could, you could say that. I, I get in the, in the long run. Maybe this just shows that um, confirmation bias is bad. I don't know. I don't know if you're bringing in those stats or not. But certainly, certainly achieving something. Great takes a tremendous amount of dedication in the face of adversity. That's what I'm. That's the point I'm trying to make. And that drive that makes tremendous things, you know, the the drive that um, you could credit for shit like setting off on huge explorations, like finding the country, going to the moon, all this great shit that we've ever done, maybe comes from the same place a little bit. I think the idea of you know what, despite what I see in front of me, I have faith that this is going to get better. I'm going to keep doing it. Do you think a little bit? This is two sides of the same coin. And don't you fucking dare say no in like two seconds like you always do. No, I... <laughs> uh, no, I, I think that uh, that uh, confirmation... There, so here's the thing, uh, Dick. You, you mentioned something that confirmation bias can work to your, to your advantage uh, sometimes. Yeah. Um, there's optimistic and, and pessimistic confirmation bias. This actually dovetails perfectly into this next source. Oh, um, This is from a book called Ethics and Global and the Global Financial Crisis. What was the first word? Ethics. What's yeah, that? I know you don't know what that is, <laughs> Dick. You don't know ethics or empathy. The research on judgment aggregation makes abundantly clear that the order in which boards or other bodies deal with a particular item on the agenda radically influences the ultimate decision. So this is a type of confirmation bias. They talk about Optimistic and pessimistic confirmation bias in this chapter. Yeah. And they found there's there's research that shows that merely presenting, the order in which you present information sure. changes the outcome. Yeah. Because whatever information you you hear first, you're more likely to believe than any information that comes after, yeah. even if they're weighed equally. Yeah. And that, rhyming it. Rhyming it helps too. Rhyming even if it. the rhyme's stupid. That, yeah. that actually may be the case because in the O.J. Simpson trial, what's his name? Doesn't the, fit. You must acquit. Must acquit. I was yeah. just going to say, but the opening, st- his plea was absolutely 100% not guilty. What do you that mean? That was powerful. That's what he said. And that oh, was Johnny Cochran telling him, yes. Oh. Instead of not guilty, he was very adamant about not being guilty. And that was oh. a, you know, you think back to that, that's a pretty heavy statement. It's like, who would lie about that if you, yeah. you know, gild the lily to that extent? It's true. Yeah, that is a lot of gilding on that lily. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck hey, you, you know what? Make Maddox frown. Vote this problem down. <laughs> fuck you, dick. <laughs> Eat shit. Did you try to push the buzzer? <laughs> no, I didn't. I was thinking about it. Um, so the German parliament in 1991 changed the order of proceedings during the vote that determined the future capital of unified Germany and the outcome of which city got funded changed depending on the order that they presented it in. Yeah. Uh, research in psychology has shown that moreover... That the mere order in which uh, one receives information influences the beliefs one ultimately forms. The effect is an interplay of confirmation bias and the sunk cost fallacy and other phenomenon. 
So suppose that I'm neutral with respect to whether a product should be marketed and that I receive optimistic information concerning the product, then I am on the whole more likely to disregard negative information about that product. Sure. That's confirmation bias? That's confirmation bias. Because you heard the first one first? Yes. Oh, all right. And that's why it's notoriously difficult to get people to stop using the fucking iPhone, even though it's a garbage phone. It, today, oh, today objectively, it's a garbage phone. The battery mm. doesn't last long. It overheats. There's a lot of features that's missing from it. It's a it's an outdated phone, and they're still playing catch-up with uh, with other phones on the market. And I'm yeah, not, but and this cool isn't, people use it. No, no cool people use iPhones. Movie stars Zero. use iPhones. Zero. You like, you like movie stars? Well, they use them. They're not cool. They're talking about them. Yeah. Musicians are talking about iPhones. They're not talking about Androids, please. No, right? that's not true. I'm doing a jerk-off motion. Yeah, I know. You you're see just... at home. I'm explaining to the people at home. No, cool people Cool people use Nokias. <laughs> Nokias uh, synonymous. Survey cool. says? Yeah. Bam! No, Nokias are right. the coolest. Is that your problem? It's a pretty good problem. Anyway, man, yeah, confirmation bias, huge problem, and... Uh, it affects us all, especially when you're arguing with people online. I got a real, I got a real important problem, but I mean, I don't have the time for it. <laughs> Let's get to it. It's called burning your mouth on hot food. Oh yeah, on food that's too hot. <laughs> too hot Dick. of food to burn your mouth on. Yeah, another, <clears throat> another incompetence problem. What do you mean incompetence? It's a problem of incompetence. Maddox, who can resist a hot pizza? You think that's incompetent? You just, the, wait, you just wait like 30 seconds. But then it's too cold and it's disgusting. No, it's not you too could cold. have had it when it was perfect and melty and cheesy. Is it perfect or is it too hot, Dick? That's the risk you take. You have to bite because you don't know until the top of your mouth melts off whether it was too hot or not. Because you, you can touch it with your fingers, but that's different skin. Like there's no science has no way to tell you that either or, or the soup is that better for you? The soup yeah, might fine. be too hot. The coffee, the tea might be too hot. The coffee might be too hot. Dick, it's never a problem. You take a spoonful of soup and you blow on it until you blow on it until you feel like it's too much. And then you put it in your mouth and see the temperature. Burned. And then blow it a little bit less next time and a little bit less until you get just the right temperature. Max, you've already burned your mouth. No. I, as yeah, soon I, as you put it in your mouth, it's burned. I never burn my mouth. But I got an explanation from a dentist why that's the case. Oh yeah. It's because uh, it's because the the skin. The the masticatory mucosa is keratinized, stratified squamous epithelium, and it's only a couple millimeters in thickness. So huh. it burns very easily. That's what hangs off the roof of your mouth when you burn your mouth. It's disgusting. Crystal clear. And then you're stuck. You can't escape it. You can't escape it for a week. It takes like a week to heal, and it's in there dingling and dangling around. Yeah, so just don't be a dumb shit and burn your mouth. Okay. Don't be a dumb. Don't shit be a dumb your, shit. Don't be a dumb shit and be a confirmation bias. Like, what? D- d- don't what? don't be a dumb shit and just look at all opinions equally. No, What's the are, difference? Uh, okay, What's the difference? Don't be a dumb shit and stay on the computer until you're dead. No, uh, no. It's, it's don't a, be a jump stick and jam a Q-tip all the way into your brain. Is this a big problem, Dick? Are millions of people just burning their mouths because they're idiots and they put food in their mouths too quickly? Billions, billions. of people are burning their mouths because they put food in their mouths too quickly. Yeah. Not raw, not the raw diet idiots. Those blowhards. Here's some solutions for if you burn your mouth. Okay. Some ice. <laughs> yeah. What's the point of that? <laughs> it's too late. I already burned my mouth. I don't want to suck on a bunch of ice. Yeah, and also ice makes your mouth feel even worse sometimes because it's too cold. Yeah. It's much too cold. You're it's making cold. it worse. And it's still going to be in there for a week yeah. being raw and shitty. Drink milk. 
this dentist says. That's true. What am I, a, a baby? <laughs> Drinking milk <laughs> over here? You drink it with a nice beverage. Gargle with salt water. No one's doing that. Dentists always say to gargle with salt water. No one ever does it. Yeah, I, I've done that before. When you have toothaches, it sometimes helps. That's like a cartoon. A toothache? Yeah. Gargle with some salt water? Yeah. Oh. No, it uh, helps with that. Oh, I got to mention, this problem was sent in by, uh, um, known, known as the pro. Sent me that one. Okay. No, known, known as the pro. These fucking names. All right, that, that's my problem. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> You got anything else, Dick? No, I don't. I don't think I really need to to sell this one. Everybody knows that how, some some a hot pie. Put a hot pie in your mouth. Yeah, burned it. Gone. You, you mean like a hot pocket type thing? A hot. Oh my god! Hot All pockets. the worst of these. Yeah, hot pocket. You know, it's a uh, yeah hot pocket. Hot pockets are are the worst offenders when it comes to burning your mouth. That's something you can't really tell the temperature until you bite into it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for I'll giving you me that. that at least. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Dick. You prick. I mean, what's <laughs> <laughs> just silly? What's the What's the worst you've ever burnt in your mouth? That's why my, my face is so small. <laughs> I, burnt, I burnt the whole thing off. I had to get a face transplant. All right, All right. Dick. Good job. Big Play problem. Music. It's <laughs> a big problem. It's obviously a big problem. How many? Look, are you more at risk of getting your mouth burned on hot food or by getting inter- addicted to the internet? Internet. I'm never going to play World of Warcraft. Never. But you're addicted to Facebook. I am. I never go on Facebook. Never. Okay. I don't know what you're addicted to, Dick. Liquor yeah, and there drugs. You go. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know what I'm addicted to? Okay. I think that the internet addiction... Uh, look, burning your mouth is a minor inconvenience. I don't think anyone's ever died from burning their mouths. And if they have, it's probably on the order of tens of people. But the internet addiction is something that they now have to address in rehabilitation. Am I really defending this? Do I yeah, have to argue I this point? Yeah, because I think you're wrong. I think burning your mouth is a way bigger problem than some people in China getting addicted to the internet. Yeah. Great. We'll see what the uh, how the idiots vote this time. <laughs> Go ahead and, and punish me punitively. Vote uh, vote for Dick's pro. I don't give a shit. You guys are all morons. I've already written you off, especially with that whole break fiasco. You guys are all idiots. Morons. Dipshit. Send Maddox South. Vote for burning your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Dick. Go fuck yourself well. I did it right. Yeah, I did it right. Good enough. I don't give a shit. Okay. Oh, my God. I had the most... Okay, I'm, I'm just going to play this. It's the most interesting thing. This guy uh, made a, a Markov... Br- Brent Moran. Uh, results of drinking and programming made with Markov processes run on transcripts of the show simulating Maddox's speech patterns. He simulated your speech using a Markov process. That's it's the predictive... Te- Oh, okay. Okay. You're calling. You're calling someone a nerd. Well, he he predicted that. I'm sure in his Markov model. Let's see what. Let's, what, let's what, see. What he's so got. this for the people who don't know. This is a predictive text okay. based on what Maddox has said on the show. Let's hear it. Okay. Here is the. I have two. Here is the first one. Hi, I'm Virtual Maddox. This is how I talk. <laughs> okay, but there are pedophiles out there. People get busted for you know child porn and being attracted to kids all the time. They buy shows, and this is something that iPhone users cannot see to be cause. They love Jon Stewart so much and say, oh, I won. I earned this. Cause I didn't. You didn't. If you benefit from nepotism, you didn't earn your credit. That's what Nick Cage has done. That's what Sofia Coppola has done. That sounded like you. Hmm. That was three pretty big you-isms. Yeah, well, he mentioned three of my problems I brought in. I don't know. You talk about those all the time. I've never mentioned mentioned Nick Cage on the show or Sofia Coppola. 
well, what are you, you talking about? You probably did on the nepotism problem. These are from all transcripts of the show he ran this on. Yeah, you, you and, definitely did. I can remember that conversation. And, oh, okay, there you maybe, go. Look, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. There you go. Tired of your little Jason needed. Uh, and also, one, one other thing. I don't think I start a sentence. If I'm going to make a point, I don't say, you know. That's more of a dickism, I think. I don't say you know. You say you know, and you also say... That's my point. You say that a lot. And I say then, that, sure. And then you say, because that hammers all I'm saying it in. is, yeah. And then you say, all I'm saying is, and then you repeat yourself. That's your dickism. Does he, does he have a Markov model for you? No, no one cares okay, how I say okay. Hi, I'm Virtual Maddox. This is how I talk. That's not how I talk. A okay. vinyl moron. <laughs> Between every beat of a song, there is silence, right? Well, there okay. is a reason. That was 11, and that's because there were 11 tracks on the U2 album. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying CEOs shouldn't make any money, but this oh. is a huge big deal. Talking about right, CEOs? Right, of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, because it's costing them $8.5 million to Good. clean up. So that's without the ban. It's costing them almost nothing in fuel. Right. Because unless this bag weighs more than like two zero thirty pounds, which most of them like a little carry on, they're starting to create a oh no technology that you have. It is exactly like listening yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, fuck isn't you, it? Nick. <laughs> so, There's a lot guy, more, but that, I'll, I'll put it on the website. All that guy did was just take quotes of mine. Of course, it sounds like me. They're they're direct quotes of mine. Look, I don't know. I don't know how he how he established his processes or yeah. whatever. Maybe he can explain he it. He just took sentences that I've said and then put them and strung them together. I I remember some of those quotes verbatim you're calling him a fraud i don't know what the point of the experiment is okay. if you're trying to mimic someone's speech patterns it's pretty easy to do if you listen to a couple of their sentences yeah. because they uh, especially what's important to me what's interesting to me about that is the cadence and rhythm with which someone talks you dick have a much slower cadence than i do yeah and you i'm can thinking see a lot <laughs> 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 what else you got anything no Garbage. Garbage model, garbage, garbage. garbage listeners. Well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>